Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, Bulls Nation? And welcome in to CHGO Bulls Post Game, presented by Points Bet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up to get those two risk free bets up to $2,000 and live yourself a bet life. Live it! I'm Matt. You can follow me on Twitter, Pulls underscore Peck. This is Big Dave. Follow him at BWL Sports. We're hanging out in our downtown Chicago studios here at CHGO. Our producer, Joey, hanging out with us. We'll talk to Will Gottlieb later on in tonight's show. He'll call in from the UC after he tunes in for postgame. And welcoming back, our buddy, our pal, down there in Australia, Mark K at MK Hoops on Twitter. Mark, what's up, buddy? Uh, it, it's a tough day to be a virtuopologist, I'll say that. Uh, I do not time my uh, my appearance well this week. You know what? It is not a tough night to be a virtuopologist. Oh, no. Not cracking, for this guy. Cracking that one. <laughs> cracking that one for Vooch. Oh. Cracking that one for the Bulls, making the playoffs for the first time in five fucking years. Wait, hold on one second. Let me join you in that. Let me <laughs> join you in a playoff swig. Mark, a if chair. you have one, pick it on up if you Mark. got one. Joey. Mark, where's your what fat up? yak? Hey, this hey. is water here, sir. <laughs> that this works. is water here. Like it's all, it's all right. Cheers. That might be the most useful Vooch has been while having a three for nineteen kind of night. <laughs> I don't, I don't care. I do not care. Mark, Mark, tonight me, I do not care. Mark, let me tell you a story. <laughs> let me tell you a story, Mark. Let me tell you a story. And then Joey, I'm going to get you in on this too. So when we were watching the game early on. Grayson Allen gets the steal, takes the ball, snatches. I forget from who, but he takes the ball, takes it all the way to the other end, gives Kobe White the off arm, goes up and scores. Matthew Peck <laughs> lost his complete beautiful mind, screamed at the top of his lungs and went insane. Now, Joey, the reason I'm bringing you in because you guys were sitting over there, you know, just having a nice discussion about things going we on. We were having CGO. a serious conversation yes. about workflow, about, you know, with Jake, like the the, the GM here at, at CHGO, conversation completely interrupted. I had to go over there and make sure something wasn't seriously wrong. Now, what I wanted, what was the reaction from the from you three guys when you heard Peck go? Oh, well, go for Peck. me, it was me, Jake, and Lawrence. Right. I didn't have a reaction. I'm used to this. This is what I'm doing on a nightly basis now. This is my life for the last month or so. Jake and Lawrence were, you know, thought that there might have been a medical emergency or <laughs> something was happening. But no, I was like, no. I mean, it was probably just like a missed free throw or something, guys. Yes. It was. A missed free throw, he yeah, said. Something pretty small, honestly. <laughs> now, now, Mark, so I'm telling you that part to tell you this part. 
Then when at the end, when Grayson Allen goes up <laughs> and Vooch lays him down on the ground, this man here with that same same kind of vigor, same type of everything, went insane, but positively. It was the same thing, Mark, but positively. He just was so elated and happy. He loved Vooch. I think he went on his phone and bought a Vooch jersey. He was out of his mind happy, Mark. It was wild. Well, I mean, we already knew the man had issues. I mean, that's been uh, long established by now on the podcast <laughs> based on his uh, emotional levels uh, for certain <laughs> things. But um, look, even me, even me as someone who has been about like, who cares about this Grayson Allen stuff? Like, who cares at this point? It's, it's, it's months ago. Like when Vooch laid him out a bit there, it was kind of amusing in part because I knew it would make Matthew happy. So um, that makes me happy. Yeah, it made me. Thank happy. you. Thank you, my friend. Look, I see a whole bunch of people in the comments already being like, how are we celebrating this? You're backing into the playoffs. This team's not going to win a single playoff game. Like Grayson Allen went off tonight. Why do you care that he got laid out? Y'all talk to me tomorrow. Yeah. Talk to me tomorrow. Seriously. That is what my vibe is right now. Because mm-hmm. guess what? We sent a message that needed to be said to Grayson Allen in our building. Don't bring that shit or it will come around on you. That is why I love Vooch tonight and always. <laughs> More importantly, y'all, did you forget that we have been out of the playoffs by a lot for five years? Mm. I don't care that we lost to the Bucs again tonight by 21 again tonight. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I the Bulls are back care. in the playoffs, y'all. After everything that we have suffered and endured, mm. I don't want to hear shit tonight. Mm. Not tonight. That is not positive. Mm. Look, we can talk all day tomorrow and the next day and the next day. The Bulls are going to have a week off while yeah. the other teams have their play in. Yeah. We can talk all throughout that week about what's wrong here and what's wrong there. And Lonzo ain't coming back. And this team can't beat real teams. Not tonight. Mm-mm. Not tonight. Mm-mm. No. Mm. Enjoy this for frick's sake. Yes, you must be happy. You must learn that. And listen, like you said, we're going to get into all that stuff. That's the problem. Do you not see the people, the intelligent basketball minds that are on this show? Do you not see that dude on the screen with the hat on? Not this dude with the hat on. That dude with the hat on right there, Mark K. Do you not know Will Gottlieb is on this show? Like, it is some intelligent basketball minds going on here. We're going to have those discussions. That is going to happen. But tonight, this is what we wanted. We ain't seen this in years. I was just telling Matt. Matt was up to, I was like, the, the thing about this, why it sucks so bad and why we're so happy, is because the previous years, it wasn't even close. It wasn't even like they were trying, almost like, oh, man, we just missed the playoffs. Maybe we can try again next year. They had no fucking shot from the jump. From the beginning, it was over. It was done. You weren't getting in, period. I'm not used to that as a Bulls fan, okay? I understand when they're going through those tanking things. Okay, means to an end. I get all that, whatever, whatever. But this right here, they were trying to be a basketball team and were failing miserably in front of our faces. That sucked. I didn't want to go back to that. I wanted to get to the playoffs. What do we say from the beginning? Give me a six seed for this team. I want to be a six right. seed and get into the playoffs because I want to go to the dance. I'm tired of not being in the dance, at the dance. I'm at the dance, y'all. I'm there. I'm in there. I'm going to enjoy this tonight. I promise you, we're going to get real about it real soon. But tonight, clap it up for the Chicago Bulls for being in the damn playoffs. Yes, this is good. Oh, 
Oh, I feel awesome. Sorry, Mark. So are, you guys, ahead, are you guys suggesting I shouldn't up, I shouldn't bring up the fact that the Bulls are 21st in net rating since January 1? Is that what you're saying? Is that that is <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm saying you can bring that up tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow, okay. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Right. Look, right. I, I also won't mention that they're 22 and 24 over their last 44 games or whatever that total that to be. I'll bring that up tomorrow. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to raise that tomorrow. But today, the Bulls are in the playoffs. But, I mean, being serious for a second, like – this whole thing is a matter of perspective. On one hand, like the people going completely extreme in the sense that, you know, this, this season's a, a failure or whatever it may be, or they're not going to do anything in the playoffs. They're, 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 they're bad. The Vooch sucks. This player sucks. Whoever sucks. Like, whatever. Okay. Like things haven't obviously gone as, as we'd hoped over the last few months. But at the same time, to your point, Dave, entering this season, had the Bulls been a playoff team, had they not necessarily gone into the playing situation, had they got to where they are now, like a six seed, and got to the playoffs after not getting there for four odd years, we would have all been very happy with that. Like that was my median expectation. That's what we've got now. Now, obviously, as the, the season got underway in the first thirty-three games, the team was had a top ten offense, a top ten defense. They were top of the East. I get that expectations change at that point, but at the same time, like extra expectations that should then change back when we start getting all these injuries, when we start seeing the team for, like I said, the last number of months have been, you know, an ordinary basketball team. So at this point, let's, let's revel in what we can. And that is getting to the playoffs. That is uh, something nice, at least to, to hang our hats on, on for this particular season, at least. Uh, Carlos saying, I'll bury it deep inside. There's progress. No more Felicio or Denzel. Um, not that Matt with some solid perspective saying beating preseason expectations while enduring all the injuries and COVID major win. Um, like I, I think I'm with you. I think that all three of us were on the same page as far as preseason expectations, mm -hmm. avoid the play in, get yourself a fifth or sixth seed. If you can somehow get a top four, in this Eastern Conference, that is wildly exceeding expectations. Yeah. This, even though they're backing into the playoffs and they had an upswing followed by a downswing as opposed to the other way around, I don't care. Expectations met. My expectation was get at least the sixth seed. They did that as of tonight. So if your expectations were beyond that and you're pissed about them losing to the Bucks again tonight and you can't enjoy this because you're all already thinking about, well, they're going to get swept in the first round. I, I don't know. Reevaluate re what brings you joy in life because <laughs> y'all know me. Some of you know me as a pessimist. Some of you know me as a realist. I have not had a lot to be happy about as a Bulls fan for the last five years. Definitely. This, I am not going to skip out on being happy about this. Mm. Like that Dave said, it's not just that this team had missed the playoffs for the last five years. They did it while being the laughing stock of the NBA, all right? Baby steps. Mm -hmm. What do you think? They were going to go from that to a championship contender in one season? That's laughably stupid. And any of you pissed because that's not what we have right now are dumb and mm. get out of here. I don't want to hear that tonight. Mm, not tonight. And you, and feel so good to see you so happy. This is my joy over here seeing this man so happy. Can't nothing bring me down until oh, tomorrow yes. morning, baby. Oh, it's like the Star Wars Emperor in reverse. That's how I feel right now. When Peck is in his happiness, I'm good. Yes. I'm so happy for him right now. But that's what it is, man. And it's funny because the Bulls did both the things that I said was I was like, look, this is a top, this is a team that will get a six seed. I was like, if everything goes right and everything just plays out to perfection, I was like, oh, this is a top three seed. I was like, if everything just goes right. You saw both of those things. 
You saw everything. You saw the perfect things happening. Everything falling the Bulls' way early on in that first half of the season. And then the second half with the season, reality caught up to them. They all decided to start playing these elite teams. Injuries started kicking them in the face. All these things started happening. They started having to learn, like, oh, snap. Uh, maybe we should learn how to beat, uh, you know, a trap defense. Oh, snap. Maybe we should learn how to beat a zone. Like, those things started kicking in. Then they back into the playoffs. I don't know why any of y'all sad about this. Because I promise, you know who would love to back into the playoffs? The Cleveland Cavaliers. They would love it. The Los Angeles Lakers. They'd enjoy that. <laughs> They'd enjoy a back into the playoffs. All right? Back in, man. The Bulls weren't nowhere in. Like, that's... I, I'm sorry, maybe because I just remember where we were. I remember those seasons so vividly. They just stick in my brain so much. I remember Zach running into Denzel, or Denzel running into Zach, you know, while he's trying to shoot a three to win the game. I remember Felicio forgetting he's supposed to be on the floor. Like, I remember these things. I mean, we, dude, bro, we were starting two Samsons. So many we, had, we were starting two Samsons. Like, I remember this stuff. And so I'm not supposed to be happy about this? Now y'all bugging. I'm happy we're in the playoffs. We are in the dance. There will be playoff basketball at the UC. We have never seen that in our friendship. <laughs> Mark, I haven't seen that since I've known you. Like This, this has not happened. So now I get to see a whole different thing now with some people I like and respect at the same time. Bring it on. Bring that on to me, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and look further to that, like at least for me as well, like – I think I started podcasting maybe 2016, just after like the the what's the name the three alphas era got started. I hated that team. I didn't like that team yes, at all. You did. That's uh, why we're for, besties, for Mark. <laughs> I hated that team, and then immediately from there, the Bulls went into a four-year rebuild. Which I liked players on that team or those teams, but I didn't necessarily like any of those teams. This is the first time in four or five years where I've actually enjoyed watching Bulls basketball. But more to the point. The Bulls are in the playoffs now based on the work that, that 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 they did in the first half of the season where we got the glimpse of them being a top 10 um, team in terms of offense and defense. They were a legitimate, you know, number one team in the East. And then the funny thing is, like, it's taken – they've had a really bad slump here towards the end of the season, but they're still only a few games removed from the top teams in the East, which I know we can point to the record against these teams. And, yes, it's bad, and I understand why people wanted to, you know – why they get annoyed about that. But I suppose the, the point I'm making is like, had they even just gone 500 to close the season, despite everything that has gone wrong, they still could have been like a, a top four seed, even in the, maybe a number one seed in the Eastern Conference. And they were able to do that or potentially be able to do that based on the amount of work that they put in in that first half of the season. So I understand why people want to focus on the negatives, but at the same time, there's so much good to come from this season we got a glimpse of this team being a real team. It's not like they've just been a 500 team all season or have just scraped by to get to 45 wins. Yes, the last couple of months have been, you know, they've been sucky, let's say that. But the first 40-odd games were so damn good. Um, and we just, we have to, I guess, hang our hat on that because that is the, the main takeaway from this season. I'm not expecting much from the playoffs now based on how they've been playing, but how they play their first 40-odd games, that is reason enough to feel like maybe that can continue into next season. I love that. Yes. You know what else I love? What's that? You know another reason why I'm happy right now tonight? Why are you happy? Because I made money on points bet, y'all. Boom! My parlay didn't hit. Oh. But I did make a different bet Uh about a certain score tonight, and it hit, and I made some money. (laughs) If you got to watch the Bulls lose, at least make some money doing it, y'all. And you can do that. Put that on a t-shirt. You can do that on points bet, y'all. We've been telling you about it for a while now. Sign up. Uh, all of you in Illinois, you can do it real easy. 
on your phone. Mm. The whole process, start to finish, sign up on your phone. When you do, use promo code CHGO when you're signing up. And you will get those two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But not only that, if you make a $50 more first-time deposit, you will get free membership to CHGO, which unlocks all kinds of our exclusive online content, all of our written content covering the Bulls. Our guy, Will Gottlieb. Mark K here has been writing columns for us once or twice a week. I'm putting out the pecking order every week. Plus, if you are a Chicago fan across the board, everybody else here on our staff with their great insider access and their journalism Get all that content with our CHGO membership, and you can do that by signing up at PointsBet. That's 2,000 free bets, a free CHGO membership, plus that free CHGO shirt free. from the locker, the merch locker. Big Dave tweets are flying out. People are loving it. The shirts are beautiful. Still waiting for mine. Can't Still wait. wait. Still waiting. Uh, if you have any questions, you can email us, pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better. The same game NBA parlay. Mm. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live NBA same game parlay only with points bet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. Want more? You can also boost that live same game parlay. Watch live, parlay live, boost live with points bet. Once the game starts, don't just bet. What do you do, Mark? You live your bet life. (laughs) Nothing's bringing me down tonight. Mm. Nothing. God, I'm so happy. Oh, that felt nice. Joey, no sound effect for We can't do the sound effects on StreamYard. I was going to add uh, one again. Are you going to add it? But yeah, if you, if, if you end up throwing it to me, I would make it work. We'd figure it out. That's right. You're right about that. I, next time I throw it better, I'll give you a better pass. That's on me. Okay. I'll tell you what. Let me tell you something right now, though. I saw my man Matt Peck today. But what I've seen him do the past couple of days, eating a salad. That man is trying to take care of himself. I know he's drinking an old style right now, but forget that. He was eating a salad. This is salad in a can, Dave. (laughs) He was eating a salad, all right? He's trying to do better about himself. But you know what he was missing? He was missing 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals, whole foods, (laughs) sore superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. He can only get that from where? The Athletic Greens, y'all. It helps you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and your aging. All the things Matt Peck is trying to do. Now, another thing Matt Peck likes to do because he just talked about it at points bet. Money. Mm-hmm. He enjoys money. He, he enjoys making it. He don't want to spend it. Mark ain't neither. They don't want to spend that money. So they're thinking to themselves, well, this must cost a lot. This sounds awesome. 75 vitamins in there. This must cost a lot of money. It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit that you got. Oh, yeah, I see you. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You are investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance, y'all. All right? I know you want some. And to make it even easier for you to get it, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and one, two, three, four, five free travel packs. With your first purchase, all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Bulls. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Bulls to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens. Scoop it, dump it, shake it, drink it, feel it. Uh, I just made that up, Marquette. <laughs> you were too good at this, man. You were too good. You didn't tell me that. Uh... Speaking of people who are too good at things, you know what Patrick Williams is too good at? What is that? Making me fall in love with him all over again. (laughs) 
Marquet, your thoughts on the game for Patrick Williams tonight, my man. Oh, this is interesting. I got a few people in the comments here giving me crap about uh, being a Patrick Williams hater. Um, I'm not a hater, people. I'm not a hater. I just want to. I just have expectations, and my expectations were met tonight. He played good. He had a, a couple bad possessions, but by and large, he had a good game. Like 18 points, six rebounds. There was a play in the first half where he grabbed an offensive rebound, created an extra possession for the Bulls. Uh, Almost turned it over, but got the ball back. And in getting the ball back, I thought he was going to pass it back off to a teammate or something like that. But he actually took the ball on. Uh, he you know, went into a dribble drive move and stepped into a mid-range jumper and sank it. So Pat is slowly but surely looking more, more comfortable, I suppose. And the last three or four games, since the Wizards game, really, which I, I think was this time last week, if I'm not mistaken, he has been you know, markedly different. And it's starting to... It's all starting on the from a, a rebounding perspective. That's where I know how you know Pat's engaged. Like the things that I look at when Pat's in the game. What what is he doing rebounding? What is he doing steals block wise? That to me indicates how engaged he is in a game. That to me shows how um, you know how, how much of a how yeah just how engaged he's in the game. How active he's being in the game and those sorts of things. So I I don't really care what he does offensively because I think it's just unfair to to expect a second year dude who's missed most of the season basically playing with a completely new team for him. Like he's been watching this team on the sidelines. Um, he's still learning how to play with these guys. I think we should remember that aspect of the game. But yeah, I think defensively what he's done, um, I, there, there's a couple of things I'd like to see him improve on. But by and large, last four games has been positive. So I've been happy with Pat since since the Wizards game, really. Big Dave? I'm so glad he said that about the rebound because, you know, that's what I've been harping on mm -hmm. about him is Patrick Williams and, and his rebounding is what I wanted to see. Uh, from him, a guy with that kind of size, and of course those kind of thighs that Will Gottlieb loves, you size got you got to be able to get up and grab those rebounds. And uh, I think Mark hit it right on the head. It definitely shows you how engaged you are. Because again, getting rebounds is an effort thing. So if you're showing somebody that effort there, that means you're going to show it on on the other end of the floor. You're going to show it in your offense uh, as well. But Mark, you you talked about his shooting. I wanted to ask you about that because it seems like he's in a nice rhythm uh, shooting. I haven't seen him take a shot that's been just out of pocket or has just been just reckless or anything like that. Everything seems to within, be within the flow. The only thing I've seen him do differently that I didn't like tonight offensively was he passed up a three-point shot that kind of broke the rhythm uh, of the ball movement that was going on uh, on the floor for the Bulls and ended up giving a three-pointer up on the other end because he didn't take that three-point shot. Uh, but I just chalked that up to, you know, him, you know, still getting, get, getting things together, as you kind of stated. Uh, so I wanted to ask you that, though. Has it surprised? I know you're not expecting it in his offense, but has it surprised you about his how efficient he's been offensively these past few games? Uh, no, not necessarily, because he's taking the right shots. He's taking, you know, you know, if we're bringing Frank, he's taking basic shots like minimum expectation shots, like corner threes, finishing around the basket when he has that opportunity to do so. It's not like he's doing anything out there where he's, you know, breaking guys off the dribble, going into ISO mode, and He's being efficient in that sense. Like that would really, <laughs> that would really be impressive. But I guess to that point, like he's taking shots at, the, at, at this point, like the first five games when he came back, or at least after his first game back, he had that five game stretch where he wasn't even taking any shots. And he was turning down those looks where he was in the corner or he was, you know, it could have been cutting, but wasn't cutting because he was standing stationary in the corner, whatever it may be. Like those are the things that can't happen. And that's when I get annoyed at Patrick Williams. But when he does the, the minimum things or the baseline expectations on offense, which is like cutting off ball like Javante does, or just when you get that opportunity to take a corner three, take it. Like 
he has been doing that the last four games. So again, like taking corner threes, cutting off ball, getting in transition, like they're the minimum expectations. And, and Pat's been doing that. So whether it comes efficiently or not, I don't really care at this point. I just want to see him take those shots because they're the shots he has to take. Mm. Uh, Jared in the comments pointing out the P-Dubs plus minus tonight was a zero in 31 minutes of play. The Bulls lost the other 17 minutes by 21 points. Mm. <laughs> so there's that, you know, plus minus can sometimes be a finicky stat, mm -hmm. but uh, I think you can see all of the evidence of P-Will putting his stamp on these games recently in this stretch. And, you know, Mark, you just said that, that P-Dub isn't necessarily, you know, doing you know, above and beyond anything on the offensive end yet as far as where he's getting his looks, but just taking open ones. But I did see that that you clipped one video that you tweeted out earlier in tonight's game when he had kind of chased down a, a long loose yeah. ball offensive rebound and then used that yeah. opportunity to just kind of dribble in and whoever it was, I can't remember who picked him up as P-Dub just kind of crossed past the three-point line to the top of the key and then just rise and fire and he knocked it down confidently. E even that to me, is evidence of Patrick starting to just regain some confidence of at times what we saw his rookie year of not just being a catch and shoot threat or a guy who can crash the glass and apparently or and occasionally get a layup or a dunk off of that, but has some tools in his offensive bag that will can hopefully continue to be developed and just simple stuff like that where he can find times off the dribble to create his own shot and knock it down. Yeah, that, I mean that was the the one play where I was like, oh, that that, that was interesting. That that's that's nice to see because um, that was a little bit different than just taking your basic shots. Which uh, which game was it where he had the ten points and twelve rebounds uh, last week at some stage? I, I can't remember the opponent. Who I, that I think was that was the point. win over the Clippers, right? Actually, you're right. It was, it was, it was. But like yeah. the, the the shots he made there was that nice massive dunk. But he like he cut off ball there. He had that other the other dunk where he was cutting off ball, and his other two baskets in that game were were corner threes. So like when I say minimum expectations or the base expectation from him from a, an offensive standpoint, like that game was that where he was four or four from the field. Tonight, like what I, what I really like from Patrick Williams, and this is something that, you know, I, I've been banging on about all year is the Bulls three-point attempt rate is, is really anemic. It's bad. They need guys to shoot threes, particularly their role guys. And like Pat had four threes tonight, four, four attempted threes. He made two of them. And, and based on his nine field goal, field goal attempts, like if he's going around 50% in the sense that half of his shots are coming from the three-point line, I, I like that ratio. So I want to see that continue as well. Like if Pat's getting four shots, eight shots, 10 shots, whatever it may be, I want to see half of those attempts be be threes because you, we know Demar is going to be uh, you know guarded up heavily in the playoffs. We know the same is going to be um, same is going to be true for Zach as well. So this someone needs to to, to stop uh, like catching the ball and not shooting. Someone needs to get up there and rise confidently. And you know Pat to, to take four threes tonight, I thought was probably the most encouraging element of his offensive game. To be honest with you, uh, I got I got two questions for you on, on this one, Mark. One, have you seen enough to want to want Patrick Williams as the starter? going forward, uh, like in the playoffs, I mean, not, not these last few games. And the second part of my question is, what is your next level of expectations for Patrick Williams? Uh, look, as, in, in, as it goes, as far as it goes from the starting point of view, like to me, so much, so much of that depends on how healthy Caruso is. Like he's looked bad since coming back and he's clearly carrying a back injury. I don't know if the wrist is still bothering him. I assume it is. But he, he's not going to the playoffs healthy. So 
should he be starting and should be Pat, you know, be in his place or, you know, that's a, that's a question for Billy. Same thing with Io. Like Io's had games where he's looked really bad. Um, but then tonight he's had moments where he looked really good. So it's an interesting one. I think if Pat, you know, over the next three to four games continues to play this way, then he's probably earned himself back into the starting unit. What's going to be, you know, whenever Zach comes back, if Zach comes back tomorrow against the Celtics, that's going to be an interesting test case to really, to really test this day to see, you know, it, it, when Zach gets back into the lineup, who's coming out? Is it Pat going back to the bench or is it Caruso and Io? So or Io, I suppose. So that's going to be interesting for me. I don't really care who starts, to be honest with you. I care about who closes. And at this point, Billy seemingly he wants to close with Pat. He's giving the every opportunity for that to be the case. So I don't care who starts so long as who closes. And if, if Pat's good enough to close, then, then that's all that really matters. In terms of expectations, uh, I mean, look, I don't have expectations from for, for Patrick, Patrick Williams to be a star. Like, that, that's not my expectations for this guy. I haven't seen enough glimpses offensively to suggest that that's who he's going to be. But can he be a star role guy? That's who I hope he can be as of next season, or at least show signs that going into next season and beyond, that next to a center like Vooch or whoever may be center next season, that this guy can get in there and help and, and block like he and block help side like he did yesterday, where or the, the last game rather, where he had those two two very nice blocks. Like those are the things that I need to see. The rebounding, that's what I want to see. The blocks and steals. If you can add a little bit, bit of uh, playmaking in the pick and roll, that would be interesting. So to me, I'm not expecting anything from an offensive standpoint because I just don't. I don't think Pat necessarily has that within his game just yet. I'm, I'm not confident it will be there going forward. But I don't think it needs to him needs to be there for him to be a super effective player. So my expectation is for Pat to have a big off season and to come into next season being just a just a hyper role player. And if the Bulls can get that version of Patrick Williams next season from the four spot, I think that'll go a long way in making sure they are one of the top four teams in the East next season. You mentioned the fact that Caruso doesn't look right, and I 100% agree with you, Mark. I think that uh, Caruso is playing at maybe, maybe 60% right now yeah. between the fact that his back is clearly bothering him. Sure. Some of these games recently, I didn't notice it as much tonight, but the game Saturday against Miami, oh. the game Thursday against the Clippers, like he's running up and down the court like Amazing. a guy holding in a bathroom that he desperately needs, a you know? Uh, like <laughs> in a bathroom. He was running up and down the NBA floor with that kind of run where you I, can't really run, no, but you know like, why you're running. I've never heard that before in my life. <laughs> Holding in a bathroom. Yeah. That is okay. You ever and, heard that, Joey? I've never heard that. <laughs> okay, all right. He's holding in a bathroom. Holding in the bathroom. And also, Mark, I'm with you in that. I think the wrist is still not all the way there. You saw tonight he went 0 of 6 overall, 0 of 5 from downtown. I believe that's now two of 16, two of 15 for Caruso behind the three-point line over his last three or four games, mm -hmm. um, which leads us to the bigger question of, and maybe we'll we'll get word from this from, from Mr. Goatlieb when he joins us in a little bit, uh, and if they talked about it post-game or not, now that they know that they've clinched, mm -hmm. sixth seed at least is yours. These last three games, Boston, Charlotte, Minnesota, grand scheme of things, don't mean jack. Do you sit Alex Caruso? in these games do you continue to sit zach levine and that aggravating me do you even say hey damar those 40 points in three quarters sure were cool have a night <laughs> or do you maybe look the other way and say this team just lost again by 20 mm -hmm. and would sure as hell love to get some kind of positive momentum coming into whatever that first round playoff series is what mm -hmm. do you think 
you rest everybody. <laughs> I want everybody to sit out and get a rest, man. Listen, this team has been laboring. They've been through a lot <laughs> this year, man. And it, you're starting to see it this now. You know what I mean? Guys like DeMar DeRozan, you know, even though he had the 40 points in three quarters, do you not remember that 50-point game when he was laying on the ground holding his side just in oh my God. ridiculous amounts of pain? Yeah. Just because he's tough doesn't mean he doesn't need rest. Doesn't mean he's not a human being, all right? The man needs a rest, okay? Vooch, he's been solid ever since he came back, you know, from his early season, the sickness and all that. He's just, he's, you can just pencil him in every time. You know what I'm saying? Write it in pen. He's going to be in the starting lineup. He needs a rest. He is a human being, seven foot tall, running up and down the floor and getting done up on defense. And it's not his fault, but getting done up on defense like that. He needs a rest. You need to rest these guys, man. The young guys, put them out there. Let them continue to grow. Let them continue to, you know, gain experience and do things like that. But your veterans like Zach, all the things you guys mentioned about Caruso, his back and his wrist, my neck and my back. <laughs> you, need, you need those <laughs> things, man. Like, those things need to be happen for those kind of veteran players. Zach Levine, I mean, come on now, of course. You know, Matt wanted to sit him down a month ago. He didn't want him to play an all-star game like a month ago. He needs a rest. He he's 26, but my guy, his NBA body is like 30. Mm-hmm. All right. He needs a rest, man. So I don't I don't care if I see any of them. You know what I mean? They can all just relax. You get this week and you get all the next week. Take all the time you need because you're gonna go into the playoffs. And for a few of those guys, like Zach Levine and a couple others, it's their first time there. Right. I would like them at their highest level when they're playing for their very first time. Plus, you could get 28 minutes and eight three-point shots from your boy, Matty. Oh, the legend! But he couldn't, oh. couldn't even get in tonight. He had some kind of injury. They, 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 they put something in his shoe. Man. You know, they didn't want him out there. Matty you know. legend, how do you hurt yourself when you ain't playing a single second? Did you not see him jump roping? You know, the jump rope is nice, man. The form is special. It's like watching Rocky out there, man. The uh, Mark, where do, where do you, what side do you come down on on this argument or or just hypothetical question of rest versus trying to build some momentum coming into your playoff series? I mean, like this, it's three games to build momentum. It's not like there's a there's a lot of time to do so. So to me, there's just virtually no upside in in trying to keep this team together, given that they just clinched today. So like. You've got Caruso who's limping into the postseason. Zach missed today because of his knee. Uh, you know, DeMar has a groin issue. Like, we shouldn't forget that. This is the most minutes DeMar has played per game, like, since eight years ago. Like, 2014, he was averaging, like, 38 minutes a game. He's up to almost 37 minutes this season for the Bulls. So, like, he could de- he definitely needs a break. So, I don't know. Like, there's no, to me, there's no benefit in playing these guys at this point. We've locked up the playoff seed. Whether it's five or six, who really gives a crap? You can't necessarily control who you're playing anyway. So well, there is no advantage to continuously play these guys, try to get them some sort of a break. I mean, the, the playoffs start next week at some point anyway. So it's not like they're getting a, a huge break, but give Caruso a break at least, Zach as well. And then I would still be resting DeMar. Like, there's nothing more for DeMar to prove at this point. He, he has shown us what he is. Let's, let, let's get into the postseason with DeMar and, and Zach both as healthy as possible because... Um, like the Bulls have zero chance without them. So let, let's make sure that they're as healthy as possible. Mm. I'm with you guys. Rest them. Mm-hmm. Rest yeah. them. They, uh, Zach, Alex, Damar, battling injuries, exhausted. Yeah. If you want to give yourself a, a puncher's chance in whatever that first round opponent is that you draw, mm-hmm. you can't do it if Damar, Zach, and Caruso are all dragging. Come on. It's true, man. And, and I mean, like, like I keep saying, like, this is new for a lot of these guys on this team, man. It's a lot of their first time ever, you know what I'm saying, being in this situation. 
hell, it was a lot of the first time ever is playing meaningful games this late mm-hmm. in the season. You know what I'm saying? It was Zach Levine's first four game winning streak happened this season. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like this, this is all brand new. So yes, I want you to go into your first time ever with as much energy, you know what I'm saying, as healthy as you possibly can be. Because like Mark said, there's really not much time for you to get anything else acclimated or gain any more chemistry in three games or anything like that. No, no, it's Marco hours now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's time for him to do his thing. It's Maddie Legend time. You know what I'm saying? It's those guys to get out Rob there. said, Marco's ready to go. You feel me? It's his time. This, this is the time. Quinn Cook, my let, man Quinn Cook. Let Marco play point. You know what I mean? I, I don't freaking what, care. What, what was the lineup we had? What was like Tony Bradley oh, at the Bradley's three. playing the wing for <laughs> yeah, sure. Bradley at the three. Tristan at the two. You know what I'm saying? Let Marco run point. <laughs> Quinn Cook at the four. You know what I mean? And, and Matty Legend at the five. That's just starting five. Let's run. Oh, day. oh, we're getting Quinn Cook? Not even Tyler Cook? No, no. <laughs> it's got to be Quinn Cook. <laughs> Not even Tyler Cook. Give me Quinn Cook. Dude, give me Quinn Snyder. <laughs> I don't freaking care. <laughs> give me Quinn Butler. <laughs> like, put them all out there, man. It doesn't matter, dog. We in the playoffs. It don't matter. Let's do it. Um, Mark, any any preference right now? I know we said, obviously, the Bulls can't control their destiny as far as who they face. The Bulls may end up fifth. They'll probably at this point end up sixth. Um, Boston, Philly, Milwaukee. It looks like Miami has a decent hold on the one seed. So assuming the Bulls are either six or five and they're playing three or four. Based on what we've seen, Bulls 0-4 against Philly, 0-4 against Milwaukee. <laughs> right now, 1-1 one one against Boston with or one and one against Boston, one and two against Boston. Yeah, one and, yeah, one and, and one. with one more to go tomorrow. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, it, to me, the way that I'm thinking about it is like, which is going to be the less shit of an outcome? <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it. Like, wh- what's the best chance the Bulls have to get this to a five or six game series? Like, I still, like, part of me wants to say the Sixers because James Harden and, and, and Doc, like, I can't trust those guys in the playoffs. They've got no wing de- defense at all. Like, this is a Bulls team predicated about their wing scorers. So in that sense, like you can talk yourself into it, but then Joel Embiid is Joel Embiid. They have no answer for that. So I I still think the Sixers is a bad matchup. They haven't beaten the Bucs at all this season. There is no answer for Giannis. Brook Lopez is is back. And, you know, if the Bulls struggle against Embiid and those, you know, massive front courts, there's no reason to expect they have any chance against the Bucs. That leaves the Celtics. I don't feel good about the Celtics either because they've been one of the two or three best teams in basketball since the turn of the year. Rob, being without Robin Williams, uh, Robert Williams, rather, like that, that's a loss for them. So I would probably take the Celtics, but I would do so begrudgingly, knowing that, uh, you know, the Sixers and the Bucks are just a terrible matchup. But uh, I think no matter who they, the, who, whoever they play, it's, it's not going to be a good outcome for the Bulls. But I would has, hazard a guess that, that maybe they could hang a little longer with the Celtics than maybe the Bucks or the Sixers. So, yeah, to me, I'm taking the, the less. You know, the, yeah, the, I think the Celtics have the best chance of of giving the Bulls at least a chance to take this into five or six games. Yeah, I see, I, I'm seeing, with him. Seeing people in the comments, a couple people saying we want Boston. Uh, someone saying, "Oh, I want no part of Embiid." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I I hear all of that. I mean, like don't Mark want said, any of Embi- uh, of Giannis either. Zero parts. Nope. <laughs> like Mark's Mark's hit it on the head. Like there is no good matchup. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like, Mm-mm. what do you want? A gunshot or a stab wound? Like, right. what do you want? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, a, a couple months ago, we were thinking, or even a month and a half ago, we were thinking, oh, if we could somehow end up with, like, Cleveland or Charlotte in the first <laughs> round, that'd be great, right? Well, that ain't happening. 
I, look, another thing, like I, I, I lean towards Boston, but at the same time, like, and, and I lean to Boston because they don't have Giannis, they don't have Embiid, but at the same time, like they have the best perimeter defense in the NBA. And, and I just said before, like the Bulls' offense is predicated about their their wing scorers, Levine and and DeRozan. Like in that sense, Boston are pretty damn well set up to to take those two guys out, probably more so than the Bucks and the Sixers. So. You can talk yourself into it any which way. Like I could literally talk myself into a uh, conversation where the, the Celtics are actually the worst matchup for the Bulls. So it's a matter of perspective. I think um, you know the way I'm looking at it now, just from a, a big standpoint, then that the, the, the Celtics, you know, just give the Bulls the best advantage to hang from that point. But uh, that take could li- easily look bad in a week or two, where whereby you know Zach and Demar are getting locked up by Marcus Smart, Derek White, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Then you got behind those dudes, you got Al Horford and, and Daniel Tice. Like that, that every player that's in the Celtics rotation is a is a plus defensive player. So uh, maybe careful what you wish for. Mm. I like I like this comment right here. I don't care. Bring them all on. We got Debo. That's my mindset today. <laughs> Talk to me next week. It might be different. <laughs> That's my mindset I mean, today. I feel you. Dude had 40 and three quarters. Yeah, 40 and three quarters. Ain't, ain't been an answer for him either, man. Mm-mm. I'm just saying. He's been awesome. Ain't been as, he's been incredible. He's, Rest uh, him. He's been uh, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> Big Dave, hit him one more time with a points bet reminder, would oh, you please? Oh, the playoff points bet. It's my first time with the playoffs. Rid of the ad. That's mm-hmm. all right, man. Mm-hmm. If you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us con- to continue to grow, you know, I love the Brian is to download the PointsBet app and use that code CHGO when you sign up. Because not only are you going to get those two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of that awesome web content, and you will get a free T-shirt of your choice from that CHGO locker. And I know you're seeing them online. They look amazing. Joey, where's yours? Do you have your CHGO shirt? Nope. Still waiting. Still waiting. Honestly, I thought they were getting shipped to the office before Matt started commenting about how he kept going to the lobby. <laughs> Maybe they are. All, I never gave anybody here. my address. I, I don't, I'm pretty sure I, I gave my address. I don't remember I, giving mine. Either. I thought we oh, just no, you know what? We just right. wrote we our names our in those. We yeah. just gave our our which shirt Orders. we wanted and yeah. our shirt size. That's correct. Right. That's, so they should all be coming here. I'm assuming that here they're yet. coming here. Yeah, they should be coming here. Must, right. yeah. I'm impatient. Then we'll <laughs> really. I didn't know that about you. No, that's amazing. Oh, and if, for the people who live here in Illinois, you can download that PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book, easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life. Also, Will got leave in seconds. So what are you waiting for, ladies and gentlemen? Because once that game starts, Matt Pat, what do you do? Because you don't just bet. No, I'm pretty sure you live your bet life. I think you're correct, and you do it with the PointsBet app. Joey, give me a live one. What the hell are you waiting for? Oh! I love it. He I, broke out the vocals. I love I it. I would never have done that if Big Dave does not sing around the office as often as he does. Oh, <laughs> it's infectious, isn't it? Not as infectious as the Pitbull playoff song. But, uh, oh, my God. Which I was bumping he earlier. Was bumping hard, As soon man. as that Cass Magic score went final, me and Pitbull <laughs> had a moment, y'all. Marquez, it was special. <laughs> I need to help, Mark. Um, also, uh, before we move on, it is Tuesday, which okay. means I got to give the people the pick of the week. Oh, you got to. Points bet. You got to. So I, I'm looking at the scores from what happened tonight. Nets beat the Rockets. Okay. Hawks lost to the Raptors. Okay. 
What that means is that now Brooklyn has, via tiebreaker, as of tonight, for the moment, overtaken Atlanta for the eighth spot in that mm. East play-in, and mm. Atlanta has slid to nine. Okay. You know that the Hawks don't want to have that risk of one and done. They, do they want to get one of those seven or eight spots. The Hawks play again tomorrow night, okay. and they play the lowly, already dead for the season Washington Wizards. <laughs> Even it, even though it is the second night of a back-to-back, mm-hmm. give me the Hawks, and I'll even say not just the money line, but whatever the spread is, give me the Hawks side of that spread. Because I have faith that Trey and those guys are going to mop the floor with the Wizards mm-hmm. and get themselves back into 7-8 and eight versus sitting at 9 right mm. now. There's, there's your points bet pick of the week. Feels good to say that stuff. Now, you know, and guess what? Sit back. All of that that I just talked about, not the Bulls problem. Not the problem, baby. Enjoy, Enjoy it. <laughs> Me and this guy. (laughs) (laughs) That is scary, Smokey. Where is Will? We need Will and Mark to have a moment where they can high-five each other through the computer. computer. That's right, man. Don't take their moments away from them. While we're waiting for Will, let's let's hit this because I don't want it to get lost, you know, in the mix. Okay. We're asking about it. Oh, here we go. There's always – there's become – there's, you know, a lot of speculation now before we even start the show – People are waiting in the comments like, is it an 8-7 tonight? Is it a 7-4? Okay. Well, let me let me ask Marquet. Marquet, what do you think of Peck's uh, anger meter level is tonight? Uh, negative three. Oh! <laughs> All right, let's Meaning. calculate it. It's coming. Oh! The hype meter, what? he is way past here. Ba, 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 ba. So it when, says hype meter. Make sure you read it. it says oh, I got right. you. I oh got yeah, you. that's it's a hype meter, and it's baby. at eleven. Folks. Oh, yeah. So yeah, Mark, I, when I you said negative three, <laughs> when you said negative three, did you mean that like on the anger meter it was a negative three? Meaning yeah. I'm actually happy by three? No, no. So I, I didn't, I didn't read it. I, I just saw the the what's the name, the odometer there, and I thought, all right, this is the anger meter, not the happy meter or the the hype meter. So that's my bad. Um, it's definitely a lot. based on what I've seen and based on what's been produced on this podcast before. This is this is an eleven, maybe a twelve, a twelve. Mm. Matt, how correct is this? I mean, I, y'all, <laughs> we we just lost by twenty one, and I haven't been this happy in a long time. You saw me in pregame. I Maybe did. some of you saw me in pregame. I did. I was an emotional wreck. He was. I was dark. I was disturbed. I was in a bad place because <laughs> we were just coming into pregame on the heels of the Lonzo Ball news. Yep. But as Big Dave may have told you from time to time, <laughs> my emotional swings when it comes to this year Bulls team can be severe. Matt was suggesting that we get change it to the depression meter during pregame. That's what he said. It's true. Today I was thinking it's not the it's not the anger meter it's the depression meter oh after the Lonzo news. Oh man. And assuming dude. we were going to lose by 20 tonight. Oh man. I dealt with all of that and here I am, no, hype and happy yeah. at 11. Well, you got your 20 point loss though. I, I sure did. <laughs> and that. I made money off of it. Yes. That's called winning. That's <laughs> called winning. It just feels good, man. It's been such a long time, mm. man. And, and for a team and you wanted for for this team and these kind of players. So the Mark said, man, and he's right. This is a lot of players and a lot of things to love. Yeah. Like certain things, but you love this team, though. You know what I'm saying? Because they play, I hate saying this phrase, but I'm going to use it. They play the right way. Oh, I felt dirty saying that. Oh, I hate that so much. But it's true. But it's true. Oh, snap. Oh, there he is. That's his music, ladies and gentlemen. The GOAT oh. is in the building. Oh, Willinium. Go, oh. please. Look at, him. Look at the hair. It is shining, baby. Oh, 
You guys really know how to hype me up. Yes, sir. I don't know if I, I don't know if I deserve it. Don't leave <laughs> at Woke Gottlieb on Twitter in the building. Yes. And by building, we mean he's at the madhouse, folks. Yes, he is. Will, we welcome in. How are you? We are ecstatic. How are you? Are you? Are you? I, I feel like I'm not sure where on the anger meter you would end up today. Obviously, a pretty, <laughs> uh, just pretty ugly loss, it. but. I'm at, I'm at 11 I'm on the hype meter. Just the Bulls are going to the playoffs, Will. Oh, the, the hype meter. This is new. Dude, the playoffs. Hype, Will. Hype, bro. Hype. This is new. Hype meter. I love it. So yeah, how we're, we're headed to the playoffs. Yes. This is a good thing, Will. What uh, What was the vibe of Billy and the players uh, during their uh, podium uh, chats? I mean, obviously, a good news, bad news night for them. They lose to a, a top East team by a, a wide margin again tonight, but they find out essentially at halftime that they've locked themselves a playoff spot. Look at all these people in the comments saying hi to me. That's so flattering. Hi guys. Dude, um, the people are waiting for that late people, night goat leave the appearance. Are, the people are into the goat leave appearance. Um, I mean, it was kind of like any other loss. Like they, they made the playoffs. It happened, but they got smoked by a top team in the East again. And, you know, it's hard to really, be super excited after that. Like tomorrow, maybe they'll be a little bit happier heading into the Celtics game. Another opportunity to try to beat one of these top teams in the East. And maybe after they kind of wash the, wash this loss out of their mouth, they can take some enjoyment, but definitely no champagne bottles in the locker room as far as I know. Well, I can tell you one thing, Will. We celebrated for them. <laughs> we popped those bottles for them. Somebody so. needed to do it. Hey, man, it's been a long time. It's been a while. Um, so what players were, were, were at the podium tonight? Yeah, today it was um, Billy and then Damar and Vooch. And Damar, level-headed as usual, coming in, just saying, like, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, you know, a lot of missed shots. And, and that's kind of been like the sentiment this whole time. It's like, once we figure it out, once we stop missing shots, we'll be fine. And, you know, for me, I, I don't want to like bring down the the tenor of this show too much. Cause I know you guys are excited. Um, and I can see a little devious grin on Mark's face that indicates to me, <laughs> in, indicates to me that he's uh, on the same page here, but uh, I like how, how many times can you make that excuse? Like that shots aren't falling. It's been like 25 games. So um it's it's great that they made it and like on the whole this season has been a total success but uh trending and i think a little bit of a scary direction and i think you know Vucevic talked demar talked billy talked all of those guys kind of seem like they know that okay you can add on because i know you want to man <laughs> he's ready that's no, to be honest with you, I wasn't even listening to Will. I was just too uh, lost in his eyes there, that handsome sound. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, look, I- I'm off two minds. Like, it-, it really depends on my mood. Um, like, coming into this podcast, I was going to be the negative douchebag, but then you guys hyped me up. I got excited about it again, and, and-, and I feel good. I, I don't want to be the negative. I don't want to be the negative guy when Matt's so happy. So, I don't know. It's, like <laughs> <Right>? I said, <laughs> when, what does I that said say about you? Show, but it, this is just a matter of uh, perspective. It, it, like, and this is going to be the annoying thing postseason when the takes come flying. You know, if the Bulls lose in the in the first round, they go out in four or five. People will be focusing on that and then establishing the success of the season based on a four or five game sample in the playoffs, ignoring you know, the first 30-odd games or putting too much attention on the last 30-odd games and all that sort of stuff, where the answer really is somewhere in the middle. It's not It's not sexy. It's not interesting to talk about. But it's a tale. It's a season of many 
many variations. Like we've gone through, how many seasons have we gone through in this one particular season? Like there's been so many developments that have changed the course of this season for this Bulls team to the point where trying to sum up a season in one line or one word, whether it's a failure or success is kind of pointless to me. Um, but I'm sure that'll be the takeaway at, by uh, some talking heads towards the back end of the season. And, and hopefully on this show, we won't be uh, we won't be joining that. But um, I'm sure that won't be the case. But uh, uh, for today, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, the GOAT is Mark, here. We should, you guys uh, are happy. I'm, I'm happy. Mark, we should do a segment called Lukewarm Takes with Mark and Will. Because <laughs> I, I totally agree with that. Like, it's the truth is in the middle. I, I love the way you put that. Um, they were never as hot of a shooting team as they were in the first half. But they're also not, you know, on these two for 24 stretches like they are right now. It will even out and you go from one extreme to the other and it's frustrating. And it's a great time to make, you know, grand proclamations about the state of the union. And that's what it, that's what it's all about to be a fan of a team. So I get it. Um, I wish that we were on the opposite end where it was like trending in the right direction heading into the playoffs. But um, like I said, I do think that the season has been a success. And if you look at it um, on the whole and you consider the fact that this is the first time they're heading to the playoffs since Jimmy Butler and D-Wade and Rondo were all sharing locker room. And, um, I mean, it's, it's just been a great season. No, I, I don't know if I can buy this. You know, the, the truth is in the middle stuff, you guys. I think instead what we should have been doing tonight is creating, you know, rage-infused poll tweets about – you know, how, how mad we should be about the Vooch trade. And, and boy, isn't it a shame to watch Wendell and, and Wagner Jr. blossom over there in Orlando. I mean, that's where the focus should be tonight. Joey, will you are, please are see Red Fred <laughs> counter? I am telling you. Yes, see <laughs> Red Fred counter. Where is this? It needs to happen. I'm sorry. Go ahead, please, Will. I was just going to say, like, aren't we, aren't we done with the tankathon? Like, <laughs> I, I feel like we're over that. I'm over it. I've been over it. Oh, and and I also would like to say, I, I like the fact that Mark and I just had that moment that you and I had with the enjoy it, because that's exactly what I talked about in the pregame was about the truth being in the middle with this team. Like you want, they're not going to be this, this hot, you know, certain play. I was speaking specifically about Kobe white. Right. I was like, he's not going to be this hot. Like he was in the first half. And he's not going to be like, you meant two for 24, you know what I'm saying? From the three point line, shooting 8% from three. He's not that either. It's in the middle is where the truth lies with a lot of these players and definitely with a lot of the team, man. So, yeah, we just had a moment. <laughs> we had our moment, man, and I like it. had a moment. And uh, I like so, it. Will, before you hopped on with us, we were kind of giving our takes on rest versus trying to, as much as you can, right the ship or at least get one quality win in these final three before going into that playoff series so you maybe have some kind of confidence boost, momentum, whatever you want to call it. Or do you just say, Zach, DeMar, Alex, anyone else who's ailing, shut it down? Uh, was that uh, question discussed in postgame? And if so, what do people have to say? Yeah, um, in very Billy fashion, he was asked that question and didn't really give a real response to it. Basically, if anybody needs to sit out, like, they're locked in. The difference between five and six is negligible. Um, if somebody's hurt and they need to rest, we'll let them rest. But we don't want that to come at the expense of, like, continuing to get better and building on good momentum for me uh caruso should probably like sit the rest of the way i think he is just not totally right um i would even consider sitting zach the rest of the way and just giving him basically two full weeks off heading into the playoffs like you know what you guys you know what you're getting from those guys and 
the games for the rest of the way aren't super important. Um, Damar was asked and he was like, I don't take days off. I'm not doing it. I don't need it. Um, which is great. That dude has carried such a heavy load this year. It's kind of unbelievable to think about the minutes that he's played, the usage, the offensive burden, like taking so many shots, being the entire offense and just barely missing any games. Um, he's been just insane. Um, and everybody else is kind of like either healthy or still needs some work. Like you think about Patrick Williams, I think he needs reps. Vooch, I kind of go back and forth on that in terms of like, does he just need like a week or two off to try to like reset his mind so he can start shooting the ball into the basket? Um, the cruel part is during pregame, Will, we were talking about how in the month of March, Vooch shot 39% from behind the three-point line. And I his know, numbers I was... were up across the board. And then, so, of course, tonight he's got a, a classic Vooch three-for-nine stink party. I was encouraging Mark to write something about it. And then during the game, he slacked. And he's like, well, maybe you should hold that story for another day. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the it's annoying bad, thing. Because coming into this game, like the last 15 games, Vooch was shooting 52% from the field, 39% from the three-point line, a, a, a nice 18 and 10 from the field. You know, really slotting in nicely as the third guy, and then he has one absolute stinker, and uh, the torches are out. But uh, like I said from the top, it, it's tough to be a, a Vooch apologist at this point in time. But um, you know, we haven't necessarily talked about that too much, and maybe we shouldn't because it was that bad. But uh, yeah, Vooch uh, did, did make Matt happy though tonight. Will he did make him very very happy with the fact with the hard foul that he gave? Oh, how can I forget? Yes, <laughs> we really buried we buried the lead there. I'm surprised that wasn't the first thing that we talked about. Uh, any comments there post game? I'm uh, about. I'll I'll let you know, but I'm actually curious what your reaction was while you were watching the game. What was like, Dave? Give me the play by play. Oh, I, listen. When you watch the show back, you'll hear I, I broke it all down. Like I was okay. John Madden, rest in peace. I broke it so, all down for my man Mark K. And Joey, but I will say that with, the Cliff Notes version will Cliff, is that yes, that it was Matt Peck on twenty earlier in the game <laughs> when Grayson Allen got an easy bucket at the rim. I freaked the fuck out. Yeah, and then Vooch, after an awful shooting night, redeemed himself, and it made me very, very happy. No, see, Joe, that that's tame how he's saying it. When he that's, says, that's the Cliff Notes version. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying I got to put more emphasis on that. Man, <laughs> he terrified Joey. <laughs> Jake and Lawrence when he did it because they were like, what the hell? Well, except for Joey. He understands what's going on all the time. But Joey's he terrified people. And then at the same time, he it was so much joy and love. You missed a Matt Peck dance to a Pitbull song because <laughs> the Bulls made the playoffs. Joey, it was you need so to be much going on. Constant videos while Matt is watching games. You're, you're missing out on good content. I mean, I will say the first part, the part that got me upset when Grayson Allen got to the hoop and barely anybody touched him again. Um, that I think was the first time that some of these other people who aren't you yes. saw full yeah. exploding eyeballs, yeah. angry version of me. It's, it's why I was the only one laughing. And I, <laughs> and I think along with the rage, there is a, an added level of volume mm-hmm. that had not come out before. I agree. And it, oh, it, like, <laughs> I was like, I yelled at the TV and was like, I hope my voice didn't just break the TV. Yeah, I, I, I'll say like the, the acoustics in, in this place are awesome. <laughs> Say that, man. My God, they are awesome. <laughs> he tested all levels of them, Will, and yeah, it, it was something to see. But yeah, I, the full play, uh, play by play breakdown definitely happened at the beginning of the show. 
because I wanted Marquet to definitely know what was going on with this young man right here. Well, I, the important I, part that will the next time you talk to Vooch when you're a shoot around or, or pregame or postgame, just tell him that your friend Matt says thank you. Can you do that for me? <laughs> well, Vooch, uh, so Vooch came up to talk about it and he was like, I mean, it looked worse than it was. There was nothing intentional about it. I like looking at the replay, it didn't even look as bad um, as it seemed to in real life. And if anything, like getting pushed by Brooke Lopez into him made it appear way worse. So when I saw it live, I thought he like really laid him out. Um, and then Grayson kind of like popped right up. Like he was, I don't know what he was thinking, but um, <laughs> then they called the offensive foul and I thought they were just going the other way. They reviewed it and he was given a tech and Pooch was like, I'm, I want to get my money back for that tech. That was not a, <laughs> that was not a hard foul. <laughs> Go ahead, Joey. Well, you know, our office is next to another studio. There's a studio across the across the hallway. So I'm wondering if one of their shows, if we go back and listen, if you can just hear like, yeah, put that motherfucker on the ground. Yeah, Vooch, finally. I wonder I wonder when we will get that knock on the door. Like, uh, hey, guys. Like, you know, the not to be a nuisance, right. but oh, no. I'm your downstairs neighbor and... <laughs> This guy's totally insane. <laughs> yeah. And it would be warranted. It would be warranted. ZZ, I see your comment. I'm not going to read it. Mm. Don't bring any uh, of that negativity uh, here. Yeah, mm. I am excited. The Bulls are playoff bound for the first time in five years. Asterisk, first time in seven years. Because <laughs> like me and my boy Mark K told you, that 2017, that shit don't count. That was bogus. <laughs> Playoffs for the first time in seven Dude, years. Dude, if, if so. Rondo didn't break his thumb, I mean... Say it, Will. Mute him. Say it, Will. Mute him, Joey. Mute him, Joey. (laughs) Say it. Say it. Listen, listen, listen. My vets would never let something like that happen. Okay. (laughs) Dude, Team Rondo in that whole ordeal now and forever. Team Rondo. Team Rondo. In that Bulls locker room fight. Uh, We got to get out of here. We've got another game tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I I recommend that Billy sit everyone. Everybody. We'll come back and we'll have a pregame show for y'all and, and we'll talk about what's going to what's gonna happen. But in the meantime, the Bulls are playoff bound, y'all. Cheers. Oh. For Mark K, follow him on Mark Twitter K. at MK Hoops. For Mr. Bulls Insider, Tier 1 Goatlieb, Will, Goatlieb. at Won't Gottlieb on Twitter. Thanks for stopping him, Will. Good to see you. Our producer, Joey, that's Big Dave, Bow Sports on Twitter, <laughs> at Bulls underscore Peck. I'm Matt. I'm happy. You should all be happy too tonight, Bulls fans. We could talk about... The heavy stuff tomorrow. Tonight, enjoy this. Sleep with a smile on your face. The Bulls are playoff bound. Until next time, which is tomorrow for pregame, see Red be good.